Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. The common union that we have together is around the Lord Jesus Christ, who in the Word of God is described under the metaphor of being our husband and bridegroom, and we are His wife and bride. In Ephesians 5.25, a passage often turned to when dealing with marriage, I want the first half of the 25th verse. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. And those are the words I want. I want you to see three things that we have here in this sentence that runs from 25 down through verse 27. Three things. First, the Lord Jesus Christ is an example. In 1 Peter 2, we had his, him as an example that when he was reviled, he didn't revile again. When he suffered, he didn't threaten again. And so he gave us a perfect example of how we should conduct ourselves on the job when we might suffer or when we might be reviled. But here we have his example in loving someone else. So it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. So we have an example. So we want to think of how the Lord Jesus Christ loved us in order for us to be able to apply how we should love our wives. We want to think on that and bask in the kind of love He has had for us. Second, we want to notice that Christ loved the church. Not everyone. He loved the church. There are so many today in this effeminate generation that want to have Jesus Christ loving everyone, but the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ loved the church and that it is impossible to be ever, to ever be separated from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that gives us a very unique standing and setting today for our assembly, one that we have known for a long time, that Jesus Christ has put his special particular, discriminating, effectual, intimate, personal, peculiar love upon us. Because it says Christ loved the church. If Christ loved everyone equally, then this verse would have no meaning for it to say that He loved the church. The third thing I want us to notice is where does love lead? It should have an end. It should have an objective, a goal. And notice the objective, and now I read a few more words from this sentence. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it, that, here's the goal, here's the objective, He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word, that He might present it to Himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And that is the goal of Jesus Christ's love, is to gather together His entire church. He said He would not lose a single one of them, and to present them holy and without blame, spotless and pure, before God. What a goal for love. And we are the object of that love and those goals. But we ought to love our wives, following the example of Jesus Christ loving us, We should bask in the unique, peculiar 
love that He has for us, and we should remember that love has a goal. Love has an objective, and that is to perfect its object, to make its object as good as it possibly can be, even though it may say for Himself, and I hope that you gathered that last night from reading some of these passages, yet there is a goal, and we want to meet that goal in the way that we love our wives. Christ will meet His goal. He will present us glorious before His Father in heaven. And we want to love our wives similarly. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we have already prayed this Lord's Day among the men that we would reflect Your glorious image and character to those around us by reflecting your traits of goodness and kindness and mercy and patience and tenderness. O Lord God, thou hast shown us such mercy and pity. Let us reflect that mercy and pity. Heavenly Father, we take great comfort in the Scripture that like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. He knoweth their frame that they are dust, and he remembereth that. And, O Lord, let us remember that our wives may be the weaker vessel in some respects, and yet we should give them honor on that behalf as you show us honor. Heavenly Father, your magnanimous, gracious goodness your tenderness over all your creation, your abundant loving kindnesses, your long-suffering, your objective of purifying us through Christ to be your own children and fully acceptable in thy sight without blemish and without spot. Let us have such a goal and let us make such efforts toward our wives that we might perfect them in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us have the selfless love that Jesus Christ had for them in order to perfect them for His ultimate glory. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this great blessing that You have given men. We're thankful that You looked upon man in such a way that You saw that it was not good for him to be alone. And in Your infinite wisdom, You chose to take one of his ribs and to make him a help meet for him. We're thankful for this. But, oh, Lord, we are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ and your everlasting love that you set upon your church. We're thankful that you chose us in Christ Jesus before the world began, that we should be holy and without blame before you in love. We're thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ who laid down his life for us and who laid down his life for a purpose that He might perfect us and make us fit for the family of God and to spend an eternity with you in heaven, fully acceptable, reconciled, propitiated, atoned for in thy sight. We are so blessed. We are so thankful this day. Let the love that has been shown toward us flow through us toward those that we love. Our Father in heaven, we pray that you would grant us a measure of your Spirit this day to empower the preaching and to empower the hearing. And as we all go from this place, both preacher and hearer, we will be empowered to put into practice, to apply, to do the things that we have heard. Let us not be hearers of the Word only, 
but let us be doers of the word. Father, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Be with your churches in every place. Preserve our nation for which we give thanks and the rulers of it. Grant them wisdom, we ask. Heavenly Father, O Lord, we approach thy holy throne by this prayer. We come before thee in full assembly as you have commanded. And we seek a blessing. We pray that the Lord Jesus Christ will be among us this day. And we invite him into our hearts to have personal fellowship with us this day. That we in our lives might keep his gospel perfectly. Our sins washed away and forgiven through his precious blood. And that his name might be exalted. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.